This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 184, with Chris Rawley. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello Cashflow Ninjas, MC Lobshire and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today and in today's episode we're going to look at how agricultural investments are being democratized through crowdfunding. My guest today is Chris Rawley. In 2016, Chris Rawley, while visiting a farm investment in Central America, conceived the idea of building a crowdfunding platform to streamline agriculture investment. He soon founded Harvest Returns to bring that vision to reality. Chris has held corporate management roles in Jones Lang LaSalle, Electronic Data Systems, L3 Communications, and served as a defense consultant at the Special Operations Command headquarters with Blackbird Technologies. He has invested in real estate and income-producing agriculture for nearly two decades. As a captain in the United States Navy Reserve, Chris is the commanding officer of a unit focused on building maritime security partnerships in the piracy play Gulf of Guinea. During his military career, Chris has previously served as commander of Special Operations Command Forward East Africa, where he led a multidisciplinary team of Navy SEALs, Army Green Berets, and support personnel focused on defeating Islamic extremists. He has also been deployed to Afghanistan, Iraq, the Persian Gulf, and Western Pacific. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MCLobsher or by email at info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja to 44222. To ensure that you never miss one of our episodes, you can download our free interactive smartphone apps on the Apple and Google Play app stores. You can support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you do become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page where previous guests connect with listeners and you get to access a community of people that are on the same journey as you are, where you can network, share information and ideas, and possibly find a partner for your next business and deal. When you do become a patron, I will also send you a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron at Cashflow Ninja.com forward slash support. My friend Dave Zook says you can be conventional or you can be wealthy, but you need to pick one. At The Real Asset Investor, Dave and his company create value for investors looking for higher yield returns from real estate ventures domestically and internationally. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities The Real Asset Investor offers, such as the syndication opportunity at Mahogany Bay Village in Belize or investment opportunities in the multifamily space in the U.S., visit CashflowNinja.com forward slash real asset investor. Gelt Inc. is a multifamily syndicator which has acquired over 6,700 apartment units valued at over $1 billion through a private equity syndication model. 
Gelt provides its investors with significant cash-on-cash returns while maintaining and enhancing equity invested for the long term. You can reach out to Joss Satin at joss at geltinc.com to learn more. Have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start and how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at joinopsproperties.com. If you want to create an income stream of 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs within 90 days in real estate without finding the property, fixing it up, finding a tenant, and all the other management headaches, you have to watch the private lending presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, MC. I'm looking forward to talking to you about agriculture. Yeah, can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Sure. Um, my journey into entrepreneurship has been a kind of a long, long and windy route. Uh, my professional background, I've been a uh, naval officer active in reserve for about 25 years. Uh, I've worked for companies from startups to Fortune 500 uh, commercial real estate, IT sector, uh, defense sector. And what led me to start my company, Harvest Returns, last year was, um, first of all, my interest in investing in real estate. Uh, I've been an investor in my own account for, uh, for several years. And I found out about crowdfunding two or three years ago as a mechanism to pool funds uh, and make real estate, commercial real estate investments more, more accessible for investors. Uh, at the same time, I began to become enamored with agriculture as an asset class. And uh, last year, I was down visiting a farm investment that I have in Central America, and it kind of had a eureka that uh, I could combine uh, crowdfunding based on some of the the very successful companies that are already out there that I'm sure your listeners know about equity crowdfunding companies that, that are doing real estate uh, with investments in agriculture to make agriculture more accessible to the average investor and got together with my uh, business partner and came up with harvest returns. We know about the asset class of agriculture, uh, but then it's another thing to figure out how to get involved within agriculture. But let's uh, let's turn agriculture for a second because I interviewed Jim Rogers, that is a big fan of the asset class, and you know he was uh, <laughs> he was jokingly saying, but also being serious that the the farmers are the ones in the future that will be driving around in Ferraris and not not the Wall Street bankers. But tell us a little bit why should we invest in agriculture and share a little bit more information about the asset clause. Sure. So agriculture is ubiquitous. We all take it for granted in our lives. We're eating it. We're drinking it. We're wearing it. Our houses are made from timber uh, that's grown by producers, uh, yet very few people either invest in it themselves or understand it as an investment class. And it's 
primarily because the access to deals and the execution of those deals is difficult. Agriculture, it's the third largest market after energy and foreign exchange. But as an investment market, it's, it's considerably smaller, uh, still in the billions yet, yet much smaller. On the institutional side, uh, pretty much every sovereign wealth fund, pension fund, uh, university endowment has some portion of their portfolio in natural resources, yet very few retail investors have any agriculture in their in their portfolios. And that's something that we want to change. And, and I see three compelling reasons for the average uh, investor, or, uh, including those high net worth individuals, to have some of their portfolio allocated to income producing farmland or timberland. So the first of those reasons is demographics. It's simple Simple, uh, there's a a growing population, ever-growing population, and there's a lot of hungry mouths to feed. So we're talking 7 billion people on Earth right now, approximately 7 billion. In another 20 years, 20, 30 years, we'll be up to 10 billion. Uh, At the same time, you have a shift from plant protein to animal protein. So as as people's wealth increases um, and these emerging middle classes in in the developing world, they begin to eat more animal protein, which drives the crop production as well as the animal, the livestock uh, raising. And then finally is urbanization. So more and more people are moving from the cities. Uh, Ironically, most of these people are involved in uh, basically subsistence agriculture. They're moving to the cities. And at the same time, those cities are growing and, and they're growing over the footprint of arable land. So you have decreasing land, increasing demand for agricultural products. The second reason is, is simply returns. So farmland returns have actually beaten um, other investment classes, whether you're talking about stocks, bonds. Uh, there's a global farmland index that's produced by a UK firm, Sibyls World Research. They say that since 2002, agriculture has produced uh, 14.8% return solidly. Uh, I can show you other other indexes that, that show that they beat the Dow and S&P 500 over the past decade. So that's that's a good one. And the final is the inflation-protected diversification. So ag, ag farmland is negatively correlated to the S&P 500, uh, to equities, bonds, um, but it's positively correlated to inflation. So if, if investors are feeling that the stock market is a little frothy right now, I, I tend to think it is. Um, they can look for that diversification asset that's going to grow when the stock market falls and grow with inflation. And for those three reasons, I think more and more people need to look at ag as a piece of their portfolios. And those are great reasons. And, uh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> from my background, uh, growing up in South Africa uh, uh, on a small holding in between farms, I like real assets, things I can touch that are tangible. So farmland being one of them. And then also <laughs> growing up in South Africa, gold and, and, and other commodities um, also playing to that since uh, it was one of the, the largest gold producers in the world. When you look at an overall portfolio of how much to invest, uh, for instance, in agriculture. What advice would you give people um, on uh, the amount um, and what portion of their portfolio to invest in this asset cost? Sure. One place to go to kind of look for guidance on this is, is where are the institutional investors doing it? And most of the institutional investors have 5 to 15% of their portfolio in natural resources. So that includes, it's a broader category. It includes farmland, timberland, 
and sometimes um, mining stocks, oil and gas, but uh, say five to 10%. And the beauty of crowdfunding as a mechanism to invest in agriculture is that you can, you can kind of dip your toes in the water with as little as five or $10,000. Try it out, see how you like it in these private investments and then expand um, as you feel more comfortable uh, with the asset class. But these investments, the, the risk return uh, varies just like any other asset class. Uh, some of the deals we're looking at right now range between eight and 22%. Uh, those, those are the ones on our, on our platform or that will be listed on our platform shortly. Uh, and, and some of them are very safe commodity type uh, that have, hedging products and in crop insurance and some of them are more speculative where you're actually taking raw land and increasing the value by converting it, planting orchards, that sort of thing. Please share a little bit more about your business plan, the overall strategy and what is involved in your process. Of course. So uh, again, we are very much modeled after some of the real estate platforms out there where individual accredited investors can log onto the platform uh, examine the deals, look at the deals where they'll be a, have access to the track record of the sponsors. How long have these farmers or producers been growing what they've been growing? You know, what's their, what's their success rate? Uh, they'll, they'll examine the financials of the deal. Uh, and like any investment private, these are private placements. Uh, there's, there's risk involved. They need to do their homework, uh, consult their, their accountants, uh, CP, uh, legal team, that sort of things before they invest. But uh, once they invest, once they decide what they'll be able to invest in, they, they basically just uh, uh, fill out all the documents, uh, sign them electronically and their money is transferred, wire transferred or um, ACH transferred into an escrow account. Once the deal closes, the sponsor uh, is actually the one. So the sponsor or farmer is the one that is managing the deal. These investments are passive. So they, they, don't come with voting rights. You're basically just investing, trusting the sponsor to be a good steward of, of one's funds. And as the farm uh, progresses, the, the crops are harvested. Um, they will receive dividends, essentially. Uh, and if some of the deals are structured differently where there's, there's more of an appreciation play rather than a yield play. And in that case, uh, the land will be either disposed of, sold, or refinanced, and the investors will get their principal and any other additional returns. So that's that's kind of it in a nutshell. These are long-term, generally investments. Although a couple of them that we're we're currently structuring will be one to two years. So for someone looking to get a, a quicker return and get their money out and put to other uses. No, that's great. And you've answered a lot of questions. Uh, just as far as the process, do you guys raise the funds uh, and then close on the deal when you put it on a contract? Do you guys close on the deal and then raise money for it? No, so the deals are going to close after the funds are raised. Um, at some point in time, we'll, we'll be to the point where we'll be able to pre, pre-fund some of the deals and close them early, but we're, we're not that stage of the platform yet. Um, but if you look at how some of the real estate uh, companies have done their uh, platforms, that's exactly what they're doing. They have significant lines of credit where they're pre-funding the deals and then the crowdfunding the investors are coming in behind and, and raising the money sometimes uh, rather quickly. I've seen some of the deals on the real estate platforms fill up within a matter of, of less than an hour to raise fairly significant large sums of money. 
And then from the, the deal, so you said there were some appreciation plays, and then there's also kind of more cash flow, passive investing, and dividend plays. Right. Uh, would, would you have the ability on this platform to invest in, in all of these different projects? Yes. Uh, the way we're designed is that uh, the minimums are, are fairly reasonable, anywhere from five dollars and $25,000 on the deals we currently have in a pipeline. And you can invest as much or as little of, as your portfolio as you like with those minimums. And uh, it, it enables you to get into there. There's a couple of farmland REITs out there um, that have, and of course, private equity funds that have much higher minimums, 100,000, 200, 250,000. But, but our, uh, platform allows the investor to diversify within this asset class. So it's not like you're putting, uh, say, $200,000, $400,000 in one deal or one fund. It's your, you can diversify that, that amount of money across several deals, whatever makes you comfortable. Okay. So it's, you can't go in specifically one, one deal. That, uh, are they sort of bundled? Uh, no, not at this point. I, okay. we, we've discussed bundling them and making a fund, but, but basically the investor can bundle them themselves uh, just like you can on the real estate platforms. You're listening to Chris Rawley on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income-producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to Chris Rawley on the Cashflow Ninja podcast, and now back to our interview. And then you also said there are some plays for one to two years, because that's the first thing is, you know, the structure, uh, the process, obviously, that you've explained really nicely. Uh, and then how long is my money tar- uh, tied up, and when do I start to get paid on this investment? And then can you also share a little bit about uh, some of the risks that are out there, and how do we protect our downside? Of course. So agriculture, uh, it's dependent uh, upon nature. And most of the deals are dependent on nature. We have a couple of indoor uh, hydroponics uh, companies that we're talking to, but um, you know, there's weather, there's disease, there's drought, those sorts of things that for thousands of years have impacted agriculture. And the sophisticated farmer knows how to mitigate those risks. So that, that can in- entail crop insurance, that can entail um, hedging plays, uh, commodity hedging, those sorts of things. Uh, but, but the other, the other underlying protection you have is, is most of these deals have underlying land with them. So it's just like a real estate where, uh, if, if very worst case scenario, there is a, a piece of tangible asset underneath, um, the land, uh, there's, there's the, the commodity, you know, there's three things that drive performance in ag investment. One is the price of the underlying commodity that varies. Um, in some cases, the commodity market, say corn, soy right now is, is pretty depressed. Uh, there's the operations, how well um, the, the farmer is, is running his farm. And, and this is what actually drives alpha in these, these sorts of operations. But then there's that base asset, that, that price of that mm-hmm. land. And that's always mm-hmm. going to be there. And that's always kind of the safety net for investors. And you guys invest in different types of project because, of course, agriculture is very broad. So as you were saying, you know, from lumber down to soybeans to different different types of projects. 
for sure, MC. Um, I was amazed uh, when I we started getting um, our pipeline and our 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 sales flow of, of various farmers coming to us. Um, everything. So some of the deals we have currently in the process of being listed on a platform include a specialty cacao farm in Central America, organic hydroponics here in here in the U.S. Um, a farmland development fund down in South America, a naturally raised uh, hog farm, livestock here in the U.S. We're talking to a couple other livestock farmers, uh, a sod farm of all things. So people growing grass in uh, Florida. So wide universe of in- investment choices. Uh, my partner likes to likes to call us the Expedia of ag investing. And I think that's probably app where there's something for every everybody on there. And it's also this this market, this investment market is very fragmented. It's kind of hard to find these deals. And, and one of our goals is to aggregate them in a single location for investors to be able to pick and choose from what they think are, are positive deals. Now, you'd mentioned that some of the farmers and sponsors come to you guys to raise uh, funds and money for investment. Why, uh, why would they come to you guys? What are some of the benefits of a sponsor or a farmer coming to Harvest Returns uh, to raise money for their deals? Right. So we, the, first off, I should probably kind of tell where, where we fit in the ag market. So uh, somewhere between the hobby farmer and the large industrial farm funds that are buying up, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of farms is a middle market. And that's the one where we're chasing. So our deals right now uh, are anywhere from about a half a million dollars to three or four million dollars. And we've gotten, uh, I mean, an overwhelming amount of response from my perspective in a fairly short period of time of farmers. And one of the reasons they would want to come to is it depends on the crop type. So some specialty crops like orchards, tree crops, where you're converting raw land into a tree crop, you're not going to uh, get a, an actual return. So you may be starting out with very uh, the low cost of land. And then by the time it's done, the, the land is four or five five times the price per acre that the, that the uh, farmer paid and the, the investor paid into it. Um, so that's the good news for an investor as a bit for a, from a lendability standpoint, that's a very hard uh, sort of deal to get a loan on because there's no cash flow for the first few years. So um, one reason a farmer might come to us is just because they've had trouble raising money from traditional uh, ag credit sources. Uh, a second reason is if they've already kind of, determined they want equity investors and they've kind of started going through their homework and they see that uh, this is a private placement deal. There's a lot of legal cost involved with that. There's a lot of um, you know SEC regulations I need to be cognizant of. Well, we've already done the homework for you. We've already you know invested in a lot of these legal documents to save you the, the legwork and the uh, investment up front. So the cost of capital is, is fairly competitive for us uh, to raise money for farmers. And those, I'd say those are the two primary reasons we're getting uh, inquiries from farmers. And I was going to ask you about the geographical locations. And you've mentioned that there were some projects and, and, and deals in, in Central America and in Latin America. What percentage of the deals would you say is in the United States and, and percentage of the deals are outside of the United States? In our pipeline right now, I'd say probably we're 70, 30, uh, North America versus Central and South America. Uh, we don't have any deals, uh, in Europe or Asia or Africa at this point. Uh, we just haven't, we haven't pursued those, those areas. But, but if you look at the long-term future of agriculture, 
Uh, Africa is, is one of the places, I mean, I personally spent a lot of time in Africa traveling there. It, it's, it's a continent that, uh, has a lot going for it in the, not only the land, the fertile, fertile land, the rainfall, the water resource, the actual natural resources, but the potential of the people. Um, but it's also got a lot of, um, obstacles to having a successful agriculture, uh, operation one being the access to capital, which is something we can address, but there, there's also significant, um, infrastructure problems. So those are, those are emerging markets that we would definitely love to get into at some point. We do get a lot of inquiries from Africa and, and a few other places. Um, we just haven't, you know, we don't, we don't accept every deal. There, there's criteria that have to be met and, and in order to do, a deal, you know, have a solid feeling about a, a deal um, in a place like Africa. You really have to have some relationships. We do visit many of the farms personally uh, before they get listed. We, we meet with the farmers and the sponsors so that we know that although we don't have an equity stake in these deals, uh, we want to make sure that our investors are comfortable uh, that some some amount of due diligence has been done before they are, they're listed on a platform so that they uh, are comfortable with what they're investing in. And uh, yeah, and Africa, I mean, there's so much potential there uh, being originally from South Africa. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you've mentioned some of the risk. And of course, there's a lot of still political risk mm-hmm. all across the continent yeah, there. Sure. Things can change, uh, change very, very quickly and rapidly. Now, as far as countries in Latin America, is it more or less in the same countries or uh, in Central America? Or is it spread across a couple, a couple, a number of countries? Uh so far, we're working deals in Belize, uh, Brazil, uh, Uruguay. Uh, we've had inquiries from Chile and Peru. So there's, it's quite a, quite a variety. One habit I've observed from very wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what new skill sets are you currently learning? Well, for me, agriculture, even though I own an agricultural investment company, agriculture is a is a new subject, a relatively new subject. So I've been attending conferences, reading books, uh, talking to as many people as I can to get, get much smarter on this uh, wide universe of agriculture. And uh, I actually went to an agriculture school, but I, I was not a, a – that's not what I studied. Uh, so, so agriculture is, is what's keeping me um, interested. Are there any good books you would recommend? I know Jim Rogers has a book called Hot Commodities, which was a fantastic read. Uh, but any other books along the line discussing agriculture? There's a few out there. There's uh, the Investor's Guide to Farmland. Um, but there's, you know, that's something maybe we should write a book because there, there is kind of a dearth of uh, knowledge on the subject out there uh, on ag books. You know, on the investment side, um, in the business side, there's there's many books that I, I, I like and I recommend. We're kind of modeled after the Lean Startup, which is Eric Ree's book. You know, we launch a minimum viable product, experiment, don't be afraid to fail, those types of things. Um, be very iterative in, in our approach. And, and so that's a book that I, I enjoy. Uh, now, a core message of the show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset values and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? So I'd say the first is never, 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 never quit. Uh, whatever you're doing, you're going to come in, come across obstacles in your life and uh, something, surely something like building a business is, has been challenging um, as many endeavors are, but, but perseverance is the, the, 
most important thing. Uh, second is my company's integrity and reputation is is very important to me. I talk to this our employees about this, and that uh, the deals we list, um, we have to be um, beyond reproach in our our um, approach to business and and keeping our our reputation. And, and our kind of our final motto is is we want to keep. It's I don't know if it's a principle, but. Uh, we we value America's farmers. We value the world's farmers because they feed us, they 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 keep us uh, healthy, they clothe us. Uh, there there's so many things that, that people do not appreciate the farmers in this country, and that the farm population is shrinking. So just we're trying to do our little part to keep farmers farming. No, fabulous. And you have a obviously your uh, a military background. What are some of the key lessons that you've taken from that part of your life too that has helped you uh, uh, with success in in business? Sure, I, I you know the military has provided me with many many opportunities. Uh, one of them being able to travel all over the world to fifty plus countries and uh, meet so many people. Uh, so understanding. Um, different cultures and interacting with different people, I'd say is, is very important. Uh, of course, the leadership and organization uh, skills and opportunities that I've had is 25 years as a Naval officer have been um, amazing. And I've, I've led so many different types of organizations, large and small and some, in some very um, arduous and, and dangerous environments. And, and so, so that certainly is, it helps me manage the stress of being an entrepreneur. <laughs> no, it certainly does. Now, Chris, um, how can my listeners learn more about you, your company, uh, and how do they? How can they get started? What are some of the amounts that they can get started on your platform with? And do they be, need to be accredited investors? Yeah, great question. First, uh, come visit harvestreturns.com. We've got a blog there. We you can learn a little bit about uh, some of the types of investments that we're we're listing. So, go to harvestreturns.com, register for the platform. Uh, you'll be able to go in and, and view some of the investments. Uh, once you decide to invest, you will have to be an accredited invested uh, accredited investor. Uh, at some point, we will have deals that are available to non-accredited investors, but this is this is where we're starting. And you can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn and Instagram. So we we'd love to have uh, your listeners just learn a little bit more about agriculture with us. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Uh, glad to be here, MC. Thank you. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Alhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Thank you for joining my guest, Chris Rawley, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. Chris is made available for anyone interested in more information, a free report, 
agriculture investments, hedging your portfolio against an uncertain future. You can download your free report at cashflowninja.com forward slash harvest returns. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life, so if there's any way that I can provide more value for you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gashku newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44222. You can also support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you do become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page and that awesome Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron at cashflowninja.com forward slash support. Geld Inc. is a multifamily owner which has acquired over 6,700 apartment units valued at over $1 billion through a private equity syndication model. Banking on the renter revolution amongst millennials and baby boomers, all-time low home ownership rates, and a major shortage of well-located apartments at affordable price points, Gelt has provided its investors with consistent cash-on-cash returns while maintaining and enhancing equity invested for the long term. For more information on how to achieve sustainable yield for the long term, you can email Josh Satin at josh at geltinc.com. Smart investors know that the banks actually don't own most automatic teller machines. In fact, the opportunity for private investment provides stellar passive returns, figures in the double digits, with the added bonus that most of the income is tax-free. Who wants to walk blindly past an ATM and not cash in on that opportunity? ATM machine ownership brings you a steady stream of hands-off passive income. Dave Zook and the Real Asset Investor team have been providing opportunities for investors in this uptrending activity of ATM use. If you're an accredited investor and would like more information on how you can invest in this exclusive asset class that very few investors will ever have access to, sign up for your free webinar on how to create income streams from ATMs at cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They have designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinopsproperties.com or call Jimmy and Bob at 314 799 2247. If you want to create an income stream of 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRA within 90 days in real estate without finding the property, fixing it up, finding a tenant, and all the other management headaches that comes along with it, you have to watch the private lending presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning in the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. 
You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.